0: Welcome to the Live Love Ministries podcast, a place where we share thoughts, insights, and experiences from the mission field. I'm Eric.
1: I'm Brittany. And I'm Julia.
0: And we're the Live Love Ministries team. All right, welcome back to the Live Love Ministries podcast. I have some special guests with us today. It's myself and Brittany here, um, and you're going to get to meet our special guests here in just a moment. Just wanted to give you a little bit of update um, on our life. Uh, In our ministry, Uh, just like anybody else, uh, coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic has caused us to change many, many things uh, this year. We uh, had a plan going into 2020, and I can't think of a single thing about that plan that is still intact. But one of the unique things is is how God has allowed us to uh, connect with people and communities in different ways than we ever thought possible. And it's been a time of adjustment for everybody, Uh, but again, that adjustment has created unique opportunities for us to share the gospel, to love on people, to meet people's needs. Um, We've been able to see God work in ways that we possibly may have never seen had this not happened. And so we're continuing to work hard at making the gospel known here in Arizona and beyond, and that's still our heart. Uh, One of the things that uh, coronavirus has done as everybody knows is it canceled school and so because of the coronavirus pandemic school has been out here in Arizona since about March the what Brittany March 15th roughly the kids went on spring break and never went back and so it was like a dream come true to them for a while Uh, no we don't have to go back after spring break until they realized that they still had to do school work even though they were home but being home together has allowed us to spend more time together as a family. One of the things that I've loved um, about spending time together as a family is like, getting to know our kids better, uh, wouldn't you say? I mean, just getting to see their unique personalities, mm-hmm. um, just their the way that they, they do things. You know your children really well as a parent, but um, getting to see them in a little bit different environment, a little bit different light, is unique to i think i enjoy it what do you think
1: yeah and also since i was kind of the the person who helped do school with them then i got to see like them as a student as yeah. well not just like me helping with homework but like in everyday life as yeah. a student so that was kind of neat i guess as well
0: yeah i got to just be the principal
1: Brittany did all the work <laughs> give me a break
0: i got to hand out the discipline no <laughs> it was a, it was a good time it really has and uh if any of you know, our family our family is rather unique. And so when Brittany says she got to be the teacher, she wasn't just teaching a student or two. We do have nine children in our home. And so she she automatically had like a full classroom of students. And, so, <laughs> uh, and almost all of the work was online. And we don't have nine computers. And so it was a juggling act to try to figure out. But it was cool. Um, but yeah, our family is big. Um, it is unique, and we shared a little bit about that in our first episode. Um, and one of the things that I often mention about our family is that the boys are outnumbered by the girls. Me being a guy, like, it's scary sometimes. You know, I have all these girls <laughs> in your house and and
1: really? it is. It's
0: like no, it's not scary. It's really awesome. Um, But we are outnumbered, and I'm extremely outnumbered here on the podcast today. It's me and Brittany, obviously. You hear us here. And then I have four of my daughters here. Um, We are going to do a couple of episodes with our kids. Um, We're going to do, because we have so many kids, and they wouldn't all fit around the same table anyway, we are going to do two different episodes. An episode with uh, the girls... Uh, at least four of the girls. There's two more that are not in here, because if they were in here, uh, the table would probably be turned over by now, and uh, <laughs> we would have stopped the podcast already. Uh, but we have four biggest girls, oldest girls here, um, and we're going to do the boys later. We're going to have a talk with the boys later. But uh, I am a girl dad. obviously say a boy dad too. But I'm a girl dad. I love being a girl dad. Um, and it's, it's, it's fun to get to walk through all the stages of life with uh, my daughters and see them grow into the young women that God's called them to be. And we sometimes ever wonder if we're ever gonna get out of all the stages because we have three-year-old <laughs> all the way to 15-year-old. Mariah's getting ready to turn 16. And so we have an everywhere in between. And so I love being a girl dad. I love being able to uh, love all my children, point them to Jesus. Watch God mold them and use them here on the mission field. And that's what we want to talk about is missionary life for kids. Okay, We we have adults that listen to our podcast, but we know we have some kids and some teenagers too. And so we wanted to talk to you girls about life as a missionary. As a missionary kid, they used to be called the MKs, missionary kids. Um, that's you guys. And so it's almost like you're different... Um, you know you live a different life than a whole lot of people like you're, you're not the same age or the same culture as Britt, your mom and I and but you're also not necessarily exactly the same as the people that we're ministering to and so you're kind of caught somewhere in the middle um, but nonetheless God has you here on the mission field to serve Him uh, and to bring glory to His name and so that other people can know Jesus and I can speak from experience in case anybody's wondering like Kids on the mission field are vitally important to the mission. So it isn't just a calling that God has put on my life and Brittany's life or even in, in Julia's life, not just us three. It's not just three adults that are on the mission field. Like our kids, especially our older children, are a part of our team and they go out and they work with us and they serve with us and God has used them to open doors and community. So they're important. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, for sure. I think they're super important. Uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a neat way to see um, God grow them through, through their time uh, on the mission field. And so we're just going to ask them some questions about missionary life. Um, there are so many unique things about missionary life, and we'll talk about those in, in future episodes. But most of the time, when you hear about life on the mission field, you hear about it from the perspective of the adults, right? Like Nobody often asks the kids what missionary life is like, and that's what we want to do. We don't want to just give the adult perspective. We want this episode and the next episode to be about the kids' perspective. All right? And so, like I said, I have four of my girls here with me. Um, so, girls, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us your name and your age, so that everybody that's listening can get to know you a little bit.
2: Uh, my name is Audrey, and I'm 13 years old. My name is Emmeline and I'm 11 years old. Uh,
3: my name is Mariah,
4: and I'm 15 my name's Ella, and I'm
3: 14
0: years old. All right. So you get to know them. Some of you guys know them that are listening, and so you're putting faces and names together as you hear them talk. Uh, we we did a, a run through of our podcast before, so I hope they're not too nervous. I know it's a little bit weird sitting down in front of a microphone to talk to your dad. You know, maybe I'll use this more often, like when I ask <laughs> questions about what's going on at school or some boy trying to talk to you? I'll ask it with a microphone next time so I can record all of you. So we just relax. We'll just have a conversation. Um, so here we go. From your perspective, so this is just from your perspective, not what you think mom and dad want you to say, not what you think our listeners want to hear. From your perspective, what do you think life is like on the mission field? What is life like on the mission field? Somebody ask you that question. How would you answer?
5: It's very fun because... Like, you get to go out to different places and see people that you wouldn't normally see in your everyday life. And sometimes it's not fun because you have to wake up super early.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so we know that. Okay, good. What else? What is life like on the mission field?
2: I think it's adventurous because you get to explore new cultures and see not everyday faces that
0: you would see. Yeah, so you guys get to do things that not a lot of kids your age get to do, right? Okay, cool. What else? What do you, do you, either one of you two want to answer? Life like on the mission field?
4: Um, I would say it's definitely exciting. You get to always meet new people. Like any place you go, there's someone different than the place you were before.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Always something new, right?
3: Um, I would say like it's exciting because it get also like it allows me to go out into those villages and be able to talk to people who I have a like I'm relatable to.
0: Okay, cool. So, what do you love the most then? What do you love the most about the mission field?
5: Uh, I love the people that we get to talk to.
0: Okay. anybody else?
4: I, I really like all of the cultures. There's so many different types, I guess.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so if you... I'll oh, go ahead. Go um, ahead, Emily.
2: Making new friends.
0: Okay. And so if you don't know this, our listeners, we we do spend a great deal of our time on the TO Nation, um, but we also work and still spend some time in the Gila River community, and we also work with refugees, um, mostly from Africa, uh, that live in the Phoenix metro area. And so when they're talking about other cultures, they don't just necessarily mean the other native cultures but yes those and then some other cultures as well and so um, that's kind of where that comes from they get to spend time with multiple cultures in multiple communities um, different times throughout throughout the day throughout the year as well so any other thoughts what do you love most about life on the mission field any other thoughts all right well let me ask you the next question what is the most difficult now be honest like if somebody's listening they don't want to hear like this super churchy Sunday school answer <laughs> like what is most difficult about life on the mission field fitting in fitting in okay you want to explain that anymore
2: like um I don't know you have a big family you don't live on the res or in the refugee camp and you have a different skin tone than okay maybe the people that you're sharing okay the gospel with
0: cool so you're coming in from the outside, you might look a little different, I'm trying to find where you fit. Okay, good. Good thought. All right. What else? What's, what's the most difficult?
4: Um, I would say that you don't have enough, like not as much free time as maybe your friends from school. Like if they invite you to their house for to hang out or whatever, you might have like somewhere to go, like to do mission work for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. What else?
5: Mm, like sometimes you might just like want to be sitting at home but then uh you know you have to be somewhere in the morning so then you have to go to sleep early that night and then the next morning you have to wake up and then like help carry like heavy boxes and stuff <laughs>
0: <laughs> so basically your parents make you be like a child worker <laughs> <laughs> Slave labor? No. <laughs> uh, you they drag you we drag you all over the place and they go different places. and never gets slave. Alright. I got it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, any other thoughts?
3: Um, I think whenever we go there, like something that's hard for me to look back on is that um I it reminds me of like myself before like I came to Christ and whenever I was like Lost And so it kind of gives me like that memory and I don't really like that memory.
0: Okay. So sometimes it kind of opens a wound maybe that you remember. Okay. All right. What else?
4: Um, Another one would be not being able to around, be around your family, being in Arizona and the rest of our family. On the other side of the United States, you only get to see your family once or twice a year. So it's hard to say
1: goodbye to them.
0: Yeah. That's good. There are a lot of difficult things about life on the
1: mission field so what do you guys think um as far as like if you're comparing like maybe your life to your friends at school like what do you think are some of the biggest differences maybe compared to to friends either at school or maybe you i don't know they're on your sports team or whatever
0: what's different about your life from theirs
1: the, like we
5: attend church every like almost like every day and we like are surrounded most of the time with like people that are also Christians like Julia she comes over on a regular basis and like some of the friends that we have at school they don't go to church and some of the influences that they have at home are like not as
0: good okay what else?
2: Um, that like that you You live with a big family, you don't live close to the school, so like you don't usually go to a lot of the school events and that maybe like when you bring up something about church they don't really know what you're talking about or a few people do, but not everybody.
0: Okay,
4: what else? Um, I would say again with like the free time thing that they kind of get to do whatever they want and whenever they want a lot of the time. And they get to go, just yeah, anywhere.
0: They're a lot freer than you, man. People are gonna think we imprison our children.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I know what you mean. they, uh, you were talking about this before we went on uh, on the podcast about answering that question. Like the influences other people have in their life are different. Um, they really don't. Uh, some of the people you go to school with maybe aren't necessarily. Following Jesus, and so their life just looks different altogether, right? Is that what you're saying? Like just drastically different. Okay.
3: Going off of um, what Emily said about like the family thing, like most people like at school don't relate it to it because they live in like it's just them. They don't live in like a multicultural cultural family where like you learn about different cultural cultures and you know just like learn about other people and. You also find stuff that you really like and where they're just surrounded by the one particular culture okay cool you want to answer the next one
1: yeah so um this summer is obviously different because corona but normally what would a summer be like for you guys or for our family yeah like what's it
0: typical mission summer for yeah. a missionary uh, kid
1: Usually,
5: we'll, like, have, like, only one week to ourselves to, like, go, like, do something as a family. And then the next week, we have, like, people coming in from, like, Kentucky or, like, other places like that. And then you're out uh, uh, mostly on, like, the road and you're not, like, home. The only time you're home is, like, really in
2: the morning. Then the rest of the day, you're out in the villages. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That you're, like... In the summer, you're not always sitting on the couch watching TV. (laughs) (laughs) Bummer. (laughs) You're always, like, outside Mm -hmm. in villages or just doing stuff outside. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So what is outside like in Arizona in the summer?
2: It's It's hot. Extremely
0: hot. (laughs) (laughs) That got them talking. I should have led with
5: that
1: question. You're getting vitamin C. Yeah, that's (laughs) a lot of it. So like now that we've had this summer so far, or like a month probably into it. What do you guys think now that you've had a summer of not being on the go all the time and doing things? Is it like, "Man, I wish we had the other summer back," or you're like, oh, "I kind of like doing nothing."
2: <laughs> it's kind of boring. Yeah. It's like
1: you have to find ways to
2: get like to do stuff like you're bored. Have to come up with stuff
3: to have fun you like you're not surrounded by a whole bunch of people you're it's just like not saying being with their family's bad but like
5: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> i mean just necessarily saying like that and what we usually have as a summer is we're not going places mm-hmm. like and seeing like the people that we normally see and we're just home right I like both of them because like I like this one
5: like this summer because like we're at home a lot and so like we gotta do stuff that we wouldn't normally do and like you gotta spend more time with your family but then like I wish we had the other summer because like now I'm kind of getting bored of staying inside and there's not like much to do and like you're with the same people every single day every hour <laughs> you can't do a lot of stuff
2: outside because it's hot yeah
0: here comes the heat again it is off. <laughs> <laughs> so we normally well in a summertime would have had multiple mission groups here we would have been in communities um, you guys would have been on the go would you say pretty much every day right
2: yeah.
0: um, what are the highlights of those days like what are your favorite parts of those days so we have people come in we go out to the villages or the communities we might do a VBS type of thing we might minister to people in different ways we might be working on a house we might just be sharing the gospel with people face to face Like, what are your favorite parts of a busy summer
4: the joy of it Yeah. how everyone like during the summer it's like a team will come and they will say have VBS and you just see how everyone is having a good time together and is excited to be yeah. there and... yeah
2: yeah that's
0: good one of the things I've, I've liked watching you guys get to do over the years as mission teams come is like you see that other people are praying for you and you see that other people are coming to work alongside us. And I think for you guys, whether you realize it or not, you you, you understand that you're not alone, right? When those mission teams come in. and Some of you guys have become really good friends with people you didn't know before, but now they come on mission trips, right? And you have that bond as followers of Jesus who are teenagers, uh, who are young people and they're here they understand a little bit about your life now that they've been here and you can share that and you stay connected with them when they go i love that too i love watching you guys get to become friends with people who come on mission trips and i love them the adults getting to come and me uh, get to spend time with them right (laughs) so i I know how you feel uh sometimes and so uh, i really enjoy that aspect of it too Uh, we are usually extremely busy in the summer so it's been an adjustment this year for everybody um, but we have found ways uh, this summer amidst coronavirus, amidst the pandemic, to still minister to people. So maybe give me just a, a little bit of what a COVID-19 summer looks like now. <laughs> like what, what, is, what does it look like um, now that we, we've been kind of staying home but doing things a little differently? What are some ways you've been able to help us minister to people this summer?
2: Um, giving out food, packing food Mm -hmm. because people live in villages have to drive one or two hours to go to a grocery store to get regular basic like food for a regular day Mm -hmm. and we're going out there um also sharing the gospel giving out food
0: okay cool what else what are some other things unique ways
5: um that like now we we're teaching the classes and um like performing the skits showing the dances to the kids
0: yeah okay so you guys are more hands-on this summer maybe than you would normally be would you sit would you agree to that yes yeah. nobody sees nodding you have to <laughs> <laughs> yes. it's an audio yeah. thing so, um yeah you guys are um you've been able to help us pass out food right mm-hmm. load the food find it pass it out buy it sort it go to the communities to give it out what else have we been able to give away this summer
1: Mask.
0: Yeah, we've been able to give away masks to people to help protect them, uh, hand sanitizer, stuff like that. We also planned a youth camp uh, along with one of our ministry partners who did get to come this summer, thankfully, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, So we've had that this summer. And so it hasn't been all sitting on the couch, watching TV. It hasn't all been just hanging out with us. But we've spent a lot of time in the car. And with coronavirus, we have driven around to places just long enough to drop off food, love on people, and have to turn around and leave. But you guys are still still working, right? Still serving the Lord here. God is still using you. Uh, so you guys are missionaries. I mean, day in and, and day out, whether there's a pandemic or not. Okay? And so, now you listeners have gotten to, to hear from the girls and, and know um, a little bit about them. They are four four obviously four different girls but they have four unique perspectives we've been talking about this four unique backgrounds four unique views on life and so I'm gonna ask each one of them individually what is unique about their perspective when it comes to looking at the mission field serving on the mission field some advantages disadvantages what is unique about your personal perspective when it comes to life on the mission field? I'll start with Ella Ella what's unique about your perspective
4: Um. What I would say is unique is that I wasn't born in Arizona and being like moving out to Arizona and ministering to the people that we do, I look a lot differently than what they do. I'm an outsider and so that can have advantages and disadvantages. Um, Some of the advantages would be like people are wondering why I'm there. like Because of what I look like, they're wondering why I'm just... Yeah, and what then, are you doing in my community? That <laughs> and the disadvantages would be like, would, like, they don't like the way that I look and they don't like me being there, so they're kind of not shut me out, but they don't really want to be talking to me or anything like that. But being different than everyone is like is really cool because you get to see so many different other people that you're not like and so many other different cultures Mm
0: -hmm.
4: all right
0: Uh, let's go with Emily what's unique about your perspective
4: um I don't
2: know like
1: having a different culture well so maybe people don't know like where were you born Africa. Okay, so you were born in Congo, right, which is in Africa, and then you came to the United States, and so, and then kind of like maybe what Ella was talking about too is like, because we used to live on the reservation, so you were there, and so it was kind of like what you were saying, like you came from a different culture, and then you had to learn a new culture, is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yeah, so that was... Was it difficult, or like, do you think it was like a good thing, or like it was made it hard? A good thing. Okay.
0: Cool. All right, Audrey. What's what do you think's unique about your perspective?
5: Um, like me being like born in kind of like the communities that we like go to, like they don't like see me as like an outsider kind of. Um, so it's like kind of easier to like speak to the people. And like, yeah.
0: Okay, so it gives you that advantage being, if you will, from there. If you don't know, Audrey is, is from, originally from Gila River. And so um, she has been able to have a unique perspective that way that it gives her an advantage to speak into to that life and say, you know, relate that the gospel has changed me. God has, has molded my life and is growing me. And it gives her an advantage a way to share that with other people. That's pretty neat. Okay, Mariah, what do you think?
3: Um, I think it also like comes with like the like the disadvantages and the advantages because you know going out into the communities and like it allows an like an open door for like people. Like one of the disadvantages would be like the people that come with you, like that. You, or knew you before I was in Christ or, like, knew me, like, they kind of, like, what in the world happened to you? Like, because, like, I'm not who I used to be. And then it also, like, an advantage about it is I get to see people that, like, I never knew. And they're like, oh, you know, she's easier to talk to. Like, she comes from, she's, like, relatable to us. And it's like, it opens a door for me to like talk to
0: people. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. So each person has a unique perspective, um, different than Brittany's and mine. Um, there are advantages and disadvantages to each. They, they've mentioned those, um, but I've seen a way that God has used them each uniquely with their giftedness, uh, with their heart, uh, the way that He has opened doors uh, to share His love in communities, to just to speak truth into the lives of people just by using you young ladies. Okay, just a couple more questions before we get to the end. So think about your life as missionary kids. And what are something some things that you wish people knew about your life? Because I'm sure people have all kinds of ideas of what it's like on the mission field. Like We get all these questions from people. Is it, what goes on this way? Or how is this? Or what is life like? What are some things you as missionary kids wish other people knew about your life? Who wants to go first?
4: Um, one of the things would be that it's not always easy living here. Like, mission teams will come and they see how great it is for that one week, but they're not really seeing how it is for, like, your your everyday life. You live here every single day. And it's not always, like, easy to be able to go out there and share and always have a smile on your face every day. Mm-hmm. And, Yeah.
0: So you have real life struggles in the midst of living on the mission field. Just because yes. you live on the mission field doesn't make you immune to the, the hard things in life. Is that what you're saying? Like yeah. You guys see, maybe you come or maybe you hear a story or watch one of our videos or participate in a mission team. Um, you see a, a small glimpse of our life, right? People see a small glimpse of our life. But they don't see the whole big picture. And so just because somebody lives on the mission field doesn't mean the struggles of everyday life go away is that what you're getting at like it's mm-hmm. sometimes difficult and that's, that's good because I think you know some people think mm-hmm. we just you know walk around telling people about Jesus and everything's super easy and everybody wants us around all the time and but it's not always like that right or that things mm-hmm. go our way constantly and sometimes they just don't right and so alright that's good that's really good okay what else what do you wish people knew about your life as a missionary kid
5: um, that like we have a big family so then like sometimes like going out to like eat or like do something it's like people like look at you differently just because like your family's like um like from like different what's it called cultures cultures yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) because they're like from different cultures so like sometimes it's hard to be out there and like sometimes uh like other families that like have like small like make fun of you kind of Mm -hmm. and so
0: I always thought they just stared because I looked funny. No? <laughs> no, I get it. No, it is being a being a part of a big family is is awesome. Like uh, we love it. Every one of us loves it. They all do. But they just have some hard things too about it, right? Like if anybody wants to pray for us specifically, we cannot go out to eat as a family because of coronavirus in Arizona. Um, you can't take a group larger than 10 into a public place so we're not even allowed to go in state parks together we tried to go to the lake one day we got turned away I say it's family size discrimination Um, but we can't go eat uh, do anything like that and so um, they're extra stuck at home so we did get you know get opportunities to do other stuff but but sometimes
1: uh, and can I just go with that what she said too is like People sometimes just ask things out loud right? that are really weird <laughs> that are really yes. weird yeah. in front of everybody like are these all you your, right? Yeah. are these all your kids or I've been asked a million times do I run a daycare in front of everybody like those are just inappropriate things to say right and as kids like you can say like it makes you feel uncomfortable
4: mm-hmm.
1: and so if you're listening and you think things out loud try to refrain from that
0: <laughs> you see a multi-ethnic family just praise god <laughs> instead of asking them questions right because it does make everybody feel a little awkward especially when they'll say uh to one of our children i've heard people ask them directly to their face are these your real parents and usually they've taken after me enough to say no they're fake or you know, <laughs> something real kind of s- silly but to let people know that's probably an inappropriate question to ask so good good thought Audrey I like that Uh, because that is a unique thing that people don't like oh they have a big family and they assume that uh, you know everything's super super fun like that and it is except there are some difficulties that come along with it All right, what else something you wish people knew about your life one of you two
3: something I wish like people knew is that I mean mission teams as well like what I think they should know is that even if you, like, come out here and you think, you're like, going off with what Ella said, like, it's easy, like, there's going to be people out here who, you know, want to come to God, but then there's also, like, the temptation of the life they, they knew before, and they're just now hearing the gospel, and it's, like, really hard for them to turn to you, like, and want to listen to what you have to say about God, because there's always their like their background and what they grew up on and i feel like it's they don't know what to believe because the way they grew up and i really wish like people like looked a little bit deeper that's
0: good like sometimes people think that you know missionaries live this life to where uh, everybody's just waiting on them to come and share jesus and then everybody comes to jesus right away and everything's perfect it's really not like that at all right like it's A lot of times people love their sin and they want to stay that way. And so trying to share Jesus with them is difficult, not just for adults, but for you guys too. And so, yeah, it's good. What else? Things you wish people knew about your life. Anybody else? No? All right. Emily's quiet on this one. I think she feels like one of her sisters stole her answer. And so instead of saying what she said, she's just going to make a pass on that one. But I would, go ahead. Go ahead. So one of the things that I wish people knew about our, our kids is that they are like they're real kids. They, they love doing sports. They love life. They love uh, the things that a lot of people love. Um, but God just has a unique calling upon them through us. Like It was the calling that they, God placed on Brittany in mine's life, um, but then it overflowed into the life of our kids, and they really are unique in... Uh, their desire to see people come to Jesus, and they will work hard to make it happen. Um, We often, Brittany and I often forget how hard our kids work and how special they are because we're just used to seeing God use them in unique ways. Sometimes maybe we have somebody come out that their kids aren't quite as ambitious or, (laughs) or missional, and then we're reminded how blessed we are to have the children that we do that do love Jesus and work hard. Would you agree with that?
1: For sure, yeah. yeah so,
0: okay, a couple more. What is the most, this could be funny, serious, um, goofy, spiritual, anything, this is a anything question. What is the most memorable moment of life that you've had on the mission field?
4: Um,
3: Mine would be like going to, this is when like I was new to like church and everything. And now that, like, I've grown stronger in my faith, I've not I've not only, like, grown stronger in my faith, but, like, also my friendships. Like, I've made friendships since the first time I went to Wednesday night Bible study, and now they're, like, really good friends okay. until this day.
0: Okay. So the friendships that you've built through becoming a believer and, and a few other believers that are your age, uh, that's neat. That's great. And God uses those to sharpen you and grow you. Okay, what else? Most memorable moment?
2: Mine's kind of like Mariah's, like becoming friends, having a friends from the res over mm-hmm. at your house and getting to spend time with them.
0: Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Getting to see people from maybe a different, totally different culture or worldview, uh, but getting to see people come together, uh, God bringing those friendships together is really something only He could do. So that's cool. Good good thought, Emily.
5: Um, one of my most memorable things was um, I got to teach like a whole crafts like thing by myself but like I had help but there was no adults in there and um, like from kids like preschool all the way to like 5th or 6th grade and I was just the teacher to them.
0: That's cool. cool. Getting opportunities to take leadership roles and teach kids and that was the first time you've done more things like that since like getting to teach and you mentioned doing skits and plays and that's awesome. Seeing you guys do those are super memorable for us too, you know. You know, most people are cheering their kids on at a sporting event. We're cheering our kids on teaching classes <laughs> and stuff like that, so it's cool. Ella?
4: um, I was I'm going to say two um, memories. One would be for, like, one's from a while ago and one is more recent. The one from a while ago is a sad memory. It's like when we first moved here and... When we first moved here, my grandparents came and helped us move all of our things. And like, I can remember as they were leaving, like I didn't, I was young, so I didn't really realize what was happening at the moment. But when they were like leaving and I knew I wouldn't see them for a while, I like freaked out and I like cried for a really long time. But as And you still do when they leave.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anytime grandparents come, Ella has a couple of days of emotional roller coasters but that's good I love uh, my family yeah,
4: uh, that is good and, but I've learned to live with it now but, um, my, I love that you've learned to live with it now. <laughs> and my second memory would be um, it's a happy memory is this past uh, youth camp that we just did um, this past one was like a really good one for me I loved everything that happened and how, like, relationships grew, and especially, like, with God, like, with people you've never seen even, like, want to even talk about God or, like, starting a relationship with Him.
0: Yeah. Cool. So, Youth Camp 2020 is what you're saying, right?
5: Yeah. Also, for Youth Camp, um, like, all the kids are special, like, wear masks and, like, social distance, and, like, we did temperature checks and hand sanitizer. But all the kids were, like, still hugging, standing so close to each other and everything.
0: So. Yeah, we might have to edit that out. <laughs> if your parents listening to this, if you're a child who's going, that's Brittany's fault. We'll blame her.
1: No. It was totally not my fault. <laughs> didn't get to go. It was really hard.
0: But it was good um, for you guys who are listening. Uh, most events, if you will, uh, got canceled in you know, 2020, as they did for everybody. But you know, for kids who live on the mission field and only get maybe once or twice a year to really be poured into instead of doing the the teaching or doing the working like for you guys it was the, the one of the only times a year that you had scheduled to to really have somebody pour into you and, and to get to just be a, a student and so thankfully that camp got to happen and, mm-hmm. and I know for, for for all of you that was a really important time that was it was awesome
3: it was awesome yeah and, um I just like the way like even though there's less kids than we normally have um, I think we were just more connected and like wanting to learn like during like worship or during the large group teaching when Nick um, was teaching like he would talk about like God like I loved how at the end of the week and by the end of the week we memorized the whole chapter of Isaiah 6 and how everyone was just repeating it after him mm-hmm. and I just loved the fact like how we were all connected and Just in sync together.
0: Yeah, it was. It was definitely. We've done it many, many years, and it was one of the best, if not the best, one we've ever done. And I can go on record saying that. It was a really great week. And so um, just a side note, a special thanks to anybody and everybody that worked so hard to make that happen. Um, It was awesome. So last question. What is the biggest thing God has taught you since you've been here as a missionary kid, what's the biggest thing that God has taught you? Who wants to go first?
4: Um,
5: one of the biggest things that God taught me was to like um rely on Him through the hard times, and that like most things that happen, uh, God did not like want that to happen, and like He originally designed for us to all like live happily together, and then he didn't want
2: sin to come in but it happened and so yeah
0: okay good what else
2: um that you don't have to like when you're not at school you don't have to act like you don't know god Mm -hmm. like try to be different Mm -hmm. try to wear different stuff
0: so when you are at school you mean (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. so when you are at school you can still live for jesus right yeah that's good awesome
4: Um, I would say trust is one of the big things like you just have to trust that what happens is going to be the right thing for like for God's plan is the right plan
0: yeah Mm -hmm. awesome God has a plan and sometimes whether we can see around the next corner or not we gotta trust that God's plan is, is right for us we trust him with our eternity so we also learn to trust him with our everyday right
3: Okay, good, good thought. Um, I think something that I've learned is um uh, that like God really like opens like a door for you to share like share his word and I think for me I going to like my second year of high school is just like he's allowing me to like learn leadership skills and like actually like go out and share his word and He's, like, providing ways for me to, like, look towards him even more, Mm -hmm. you know, even though, like, so many other kids are doing, like, stuff that, you I didn't say, like, normal Mm -hmm. kids do at their age, but, like, he gives me, like, that sense of responsibility where I can, you know, whenever I feel like I can't do something, like, I know I can, like, he gives me the strength to know that I can do it because he's by me all the time. Awesome! That
0: is great. Well, thank you, ladies, for talking with us. You have anything else you want to share before we before we go? Mom, thank you for you? listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs> they say thank you for listening. Anything you might want to say to anybody specific? What if your grandparents are listening? What do you want to say to them?
5: We love you and miss you
2: very much. Oh, we know that they're listening. We
0: know that they're going to listen, especially when they hear that you guys Come are... Come
3: to Arizona more
0: often. Come to Arizona more often. And what about you too? You want to say to your grandparents real quick, because you know they're going to listen.
3: <laughs> Don't forget my birthday.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you, ladies. Uh, it's been fun talking with you. Um, and I think that's all we have. Uh, we'll see what the boys have to say next time. Man, so, um, But... Again, thank you guys for listening as well. We hope it gives you a little better glimpse into our life, to our family, what God has put together here in Arizona. Uh, pray for these girls as they continue to grow in their walk with the Lord, as they continue to serve Him here. But that's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Live Love Ministries podcast.
1: We hope it was encouraging, made you think, and broaden your understanding our mission and the mission of making disciples of all nations you can find out more information about our ministry at www.liveloveministries.org
0: if god leads you to partner with us financially through prayer or if you're interested in bringing a mission team to arizona or one of our other locations you can find that information on our website as well until next time keep loving people and keep pointing people to jesus and we'll see you then